0: Welcome back to At The Buzzer. I'm Tyler Fertel alongside Andrew Lubliner, Campbell Klein, and Dean McCollum. And today we have another very exciting episode for you all. We are going over each NFC team's offseason, which includes free agency and the draft. So we did one for the AFC. That was out a couple of weeks ago. And here's our NFC one. So let's get right into it. And we're starting off with the, with, the, uh, with an exciting team. The team that is known as America's team, otherwise known as Andrews' favorite team. We're going to start with the Dallas Cowboys. So in free agency the Dallas Cowboys re-signed Dak Prescott to a 4-year, 160 million dollar contract. A lot of money for Dak. He's a great player, obviously coming off of I think it's what, an a, t- a torn ankle. Um so uh yeah, that's big contract for him. Uh then uh they also signed Keanu Neal uh, from the Falcons, who plays linebacker and safety, along with Demonte Casey, uh, so who's also I think coming from the Falcons, if I'm correct. So two, they got two Falcons uh, defensive backs in free agency, and other than that, that's really it. They also uh, re-signed Jordan Lewis, who I think was another defensive back for him last year, who I remember Andrew talking about. Uh, yeah, that's really it for free agency. And then in the draft, they, with their first-round pick, after trading down, they took uh, Micah Parsons out of Penn State with the 12th overall pick. Then in the second round, they took uh, defensive back Kelvin Joseph from Kentucky. And then they also took Jabril Cox from uh, uh, LSU inside linebacker who is actually uh, expected to be a a steal. He was taken in the fourth round. And other than that, they just took – mostly uh defensive players which is definitely something that they needed last season so uh yeah let's get right into it Andrew start this one off
1: yeah well you mentioned some of the free agency signings they mostly just signed defenders as you mentioned DeMonte Casey uh and Count O'Neill uh interesting enough uh the Cowboys also signed defensive coordinator Dan Quinn who was the Falcons head coach so it makes sense why both those former Falcons are on the team now but Outside of that, there's no real other big news, in my opinion, other than re-signing Dak Prescott. That was was the priority for the Cowboys this offseason, and they did that. So even though they didn't make too many big signings outside of that, I think free and is definitely a win for the Cowboys as they are able to keep Dak for the long term. Uh, And in the draft, I would have liked one of the cornerbacks, but I will have to admit, I do really like Micah Parsons, and I watched him eat up against Michigan for three years in the Big Ten, or two years at least. Um, and he's a really good player. And I think, uh, him next to Vander Esch and Jalen Smith is going to be a nasty trio. Um, and then Kel- the Kelvin and Joseph pick, uh, I probably would have liked Asante Samuel better, but Kelvin Joseph does fit in our new defensive coordinator. As I mentioned, Dan Quinn system. Uh, he also has a lot of swag to him. Uh, he's released like multiple rap albums. Uh, so I think, I think that'll help him, you know, I think that'll help him in the NFL because he's not really scared of anyone. He's not afraid to compete, and I think that's that's going to be good uh, for the Cowboys. And then, as you mentioned, also, Bill Cox, he was, like, a top 100 prospect, uh, and he went in, like, the fourth round. Um, so I think he was definitely a steal, as you mentioned. And then also, one more guy, they also drafted uh, Simi Fahoko from Stanford, um, who had a really good uh, combine. He's really athletic, big wide receiver. Um, so I think, uh, he's going to be a nice target, uh, for Dak in the coming years.
0: Yeah, obviously, uh, they did what they needed to do in the off season, re signed their franchise quarterback and got a lot of defensive help. Not a bad off season from the Dallas Cowboys. Now let's move on in the NFC East to Campbell's favorite team, the New York Giants. So starting off with the New York Giants, they, uh, they signed Mike Lennon to, uh, a deal with on, uh, undisclosed terms. I know everyone cares about that. He's really going to be really impactful for the Giants. Um, along with that, their biggest signing in the offseason, they signed Kenny Galladay to a four-year, $72 deal, seventy-two million deal. Um, he's going to be their wide receiver one for the next year. So he's going to be Daniel Jones' biggest target, best target. Uh, that's obvious. They signed, interestingly, uh, Kelvin Benjamin, former Panthers draftee. As a tight end, uh, which is interesting, got John Ross on a one-year deal, signed Kyle Rudolph to get some tight end help on a two-year deal. And really, other than that, they re-signed Leonard Williams, signed Danny Danny Shelton, and also uh, they signed a Dory Jackson, which is a pretty big deal, to a three-year, about $39 million contract. So he will be a defensive back for them uh, in the future, very good player out of USC. Uh, so yeah, that's what they did in free agency. And then the draft after trading down, they drafted Kadarius Tony out of Florida, really speedy wide receiver going to be another good target for Daniel Jones. And in the second round, they went and got, uh, Aziz Ojolari from Georgia outside linebacker and defensive end. So yeah, that's really what's been happening in the giants offseason. Yeah. Campbell, what do you have to say about them?
2: I mean, my two biggest goals going into the offseason were uh to put some weapons around Daniel Jones, which we got done in uh Kenny Galladay, and keep Leonard Williams on the team, which we did using our franchise tag. So I'm I'm really happy about that. I'm happy about the trade down in the draft. I I really think it was an ideal offseason for the Giants. We put some weapons around Daniel Jones. There's no excuses this year. He has he has the pieces he needs. I'm not saying he needs to Make a like deep playoff push, but at least he has to show some signs of being a QB one. And yeah, this is his year to prove that. And if not, next year's the year for the Giants to take a QB trade for a QB, something like that. So I'm happy to put the pieces together this off season.
0: Yeah, Daniel Jones can get it together. I definitely think that this Giants offense can be dangerous because they're getting Saquon Barkley back. His biggest need is to just stay healthy. I don't think he's played a full season in his career, so. He needs to stay healthy. Daniel Jones needs to play his best, and if they do, then I think that a player like Kenny Gall, they could really thrive in this offense, and they could be a potential playoff team. So now, moving on, in, uh, in the NFC East, we will be moving on to the Philadelphia Eagles. They signed Joe Flacco as a backup quarterback to a one-year deal. Uh, signed Ryan Kerrigan recently to a one-year deal defensive end out of the Washington football team. Signed Anthony Harris from the Vikings to a one-year deal. So, They're really signing a lot of players to a one-year deal, as you can see, uh, uh, to kind of maybe get more experience to this team, maybe make a little playoff push in a kind of more weak division if Jalen Hurts can be good. So, yeah, that's really what the Eagles have done free agency-wise. Other than that, in the draft, with their first-round pick, as we all know, they took Devonta Smith out of Alabama, Heisman winner this past season, very good wide receiver. There's been concerns about his size. But he's repeatedly said that that won't be a concern. He definitely has uh, the ability to be a really good wide receiver in the NFL. Other than that, they took Landon Dickerson, also out of Alabama, who I'm pretty sure towards ACL this past season. He played like the last like, two minutes of the championship uh, with like the two just kneel snaps uh, at center out of Alabama. He's been really accomplished in his time there. So yeah that's another player that they got and then really other than that they took a running back and some a lot of defense so that's what they did with their draft um and so yeah that's the Eagles offseason so Dean what do you have to say about them
3: I mean uh, I'm glad that they took Devonta Smith that was one of the few first round picks we got right in our mock draft I'm pretty sure we had him going to the Eagles I'm glad they got uh their quarterback, maybe of the future, in uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, some help. Um, I like the Ryan Kerrigan pickup they just made, uh, taking him from the football team. Uh, Anthony Harris, I'm glad he's out of Minnesota, um, but I, I mean, I think that Joe Flacco, he's a good bridge quarterback, a good safety quarterback, just in case Jalen Hurts isn't having the greatest season. I have a feeling that Joe Flacco will be playing in Philadelphia in the regular season at some point. I just have that feeling, but at the end of the day, I feel like they're going to come last in this division.
0: I disagree with you. I think that the Eagles will not come last in this division, but this is not a season predictions podcast, but uh, yeah, well, that, we'll save that for another time. I do not think the Eagles will be last in this division, but some people do. They do have a really tough schedule though. So that is definitely something that is not going their direction. But uh, now we're going to move on to the final team, the NFC East the Washington football team yet to uh, decide on a new name. We don't even know if this is going to be their permanent name, but uh, one signing that they had is Ryan Fitzpatrick signed to a one-year deal. will probably be their starting quarterback this season. Uh, Then they signed Lamar Miller, bringing a veteran running back into the mix. And then they got some help for their new quarterback in Adam Humphreys. Curtis Samuel, which is a good signing, uh, college teammate with – Terry McLaurin their number one wide receiver then got some offensive line help in Charles Leno out from the Bears and then David Sharp and then on the defensive side of the ball they signed William Jackson III to a three-year deal 40.5 million dollar contract from I think the Bengals and then Bobby McCain to a one-year deal so one definitely team with a more eventful offseason Andrew what do you have to say about them?
1: Yeah, I think their offseason is definitely highlighted by the uh, pickup of Curtis Samuel, as you said, college teammate with Terry McLaurin. He's a really explosive wide receiver. Um, He can pretty much do it all. He's also really good in, like, Wildcat uh, and Jet Sweep um, and plays like that. Uh, So I think that uh, that's going to bring a new dimension uh, to the Washington football team offense because assuming Ryan Fitzpatrick um, is their starting quarterback week one, they're going to need to have some speed around him because obviously he's not mobile, so they're going to need some guys to get open. And Curtis Samuel, he's super fast and he's super shifty, so he'll be able to get open. Um, one signing, uh, I don't know if you mentioned that, but they uh, gave the franchise tag to Brandon Sheriff, um, who's probably one of the top guards uh, in the NFL. So I think that's also big for them because uh, you know Antonio Gibson was great for them last year and they need to keep him playing well. Um, and then in the draft for them, uh, I, I like their first pick. Uh, I'm pretty sure the majority of their first round picks recently have all been on defense. Uh, they, they've invested a lot of. Uh,
0: I forgot to go over their draft. I will. Before we continue with this really quickly, like you were talking about on the defensive side of the ball, uh, they did pick Jamin Davis in the first round, inside linebacker out of Kentucky, and then Samuel Cosme in the second round, offensive tackle out of Texas. And really, other than that, not much notable, but uh, yeah, continue.
1: Yeah, as I was saying, I think Jamie Davis, 19 might be slightly high, but they do need a linebacker uh, as they lost Ryan Kerrigan. Uh, so I think that that's a good fit for them. And then also one guy I would like to mention, um, their third round pick, uh, Benjamin St. Juice out of Minnesota. Um, he uh, was like in terms of like big board, not necessarily mock draft, but just big board top prospects, uh, he was a guy that was probably a second uh, round level talent, um, but he didn't have much production at Minnesota. Um, he actually transferred there from the University of Michigan. But if you look at like Mel Kiper or, <laughs> or any of those analysts <laughs> um, talking about this guy, they actually think that this guy's potential because he's super athletic and he's really fast and he's tall, so he can kind of match up with anyone. So uh, yeah, look out for him next year.
0: Andrew blamed us for connecting everything back to the Lakers in our previous episode. Yet in our NFL episodes, he just relates everything. This back connects to though.
1: This isn't this isn't switching conferences. This is this connects. They drafted him. We're okay, talking about yeah, their offseason. season. Okay.
0: okay. We'll give you a little bit of a pass here, but yes, it does connect. That is another bears prospect that they drafted. Uh, Now, look, sorry, that is another Washington football team prospect that they drafted. Now we will move on to the NFC North, and the first team here will be the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears also had a pretty eventful offseason with their quarterbacks. They signed former Cowboys and Bengals quarterback Andy Dalton to a one-year deal. Then they signed Speeds, Marquise Goodwin to a one-year deal. Damian Williams from the Chiefs, who opted out last season to a one-year deal and really other than that not much notable stuff. Uh oh they uh they were, uh Allen Robinson also received the franchise tag. They did not let him leave in the off season and in their draft they got a player that people have called made a little bit of a steal, a little bit of maybe the best pick of this draft. Justin Fields quarterback out of Ohio State uh with the 11th overall pick. And then in the second round, they drafted their new franchise tackle out of Oklahoma State, Tevin Jenkins. So I believe it is Campbell's turn. Uh, yeah, what do you have to say?
2: Um, I mean, the Bears, as you said, drafting Justin Fields, in some people's opinion, the second-best quarterback in this draft. I think that was a def- definitely a win-win trade for the Bears and the uh, Giants. So they got their franchise quarterback, and uh, – yeah, it feels like, or excuse me, Andy Dalton, too bad for him. He was named the QB one, but I guess that's pretty much gone. And at least he got $10 million out of it. Um Allen Robinson. Yeah. As you said, he got franchise tagged. He'll be back with the team another year. Has, has he been franchise tagged more than once? I feel like it's been a few years Yeah, now. two years in a row, I think. Two years in a row. So yeah, this is the second time. He's been franchise tagged. Uh, It'll be super interesting to see Damian Williams, how he can perform after a year off, as you said, opting out due to COVID last year. So, uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting year for the Bears and seeing how how all, all their picks play out, specifically Justin Fields. So, yeah.
0: Um, there have been debates where people think that Justin Fields is going to start. Some people say that he's going to start in the first week of the NFL season. Some people say that he might not start until halfway. Uh, the Bears did earlier in the offseason before the draft say that Andy Dalton was going to be their starting quarterback to begin the season. I don't know if that's, they stayed true to that uh, what, what they said after drafting Justin Fields. I definitely think there's going to be a QB competition in, uh, in camp. But there's no doubt that Justin Fields will be their franchise quarterback going forward. And so, yeah. Um, Andrew, did you have anything to say about the Bears? Or are we, let's move on to the next team, the Detroit Lions. So the Detroit Lions made a huge trade in the beginning of the offseason. They traded for Jared Goff, traded away Matthew Stafford. They obviously lost their two best wide receivers in Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. And replaced them with Tyrell Williams and Brashad Perryman. Not the most productive offseason for them. Also uh, uh, traded for Michael Brockers, who, when the golf Stafford trade was made, said that golf was terrible and he was excited to be teammates with Stafford and then got traded to golf's new team. So, not too fun for him. But uh, they also signed Quentin Dunbar from, I think he was on the Seahawks last year, Alex Anzaloni from the Saints uh and yeah that's really mostly it also signed jamal williams from to a two-year deal uh worth about 7.5 million dollars from the packers and in the draft uh they their biggest draft pick was panay Sewell, uh offensive tackle out of oregon he will be their franchise tackle for the future and than that really not that much so andrew or it, dean what do you have to say about uh what do you have to say about the lines i think andrew has something to say too
3: I mean, it's sad seeing two Packers legends go to the Lions this offseason in Tim Boyle and Jamal Williams. I'm actually going to miss Jamal Williams because what the Packers had, they had that three-headed monster at running back, especially towards the end of the year. But uh, I guess that A.J. Dillon pick is going to have at least uh, somewhat of above average value uh, now that Jamal Williams is out of town. But other than that, uh, I do expect the Lions to probably uh, be one of the worst teams in football, so I'm not really worried about them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll just quickly say they're going to be at best a bottom five team next year. Um, I thought they were actually going to draft a quarterback. Um, but I guess they're going to see if Jared Goff can do anything. They don't really have any good wide receivers, um, around him. They do have now a couple good running backs. They just sent Jamal Williams, and they have DeAndre Swift. But if they're gonna if they're gonna make Jared Goff their franchise quarterback, they're going to have to put some weapons around him because. Jared Goff has only been successful when he's been in part of an incredible system with the Rams with incredible weapons around him, like Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and obviously he had like Todd Gurley, who I think was probably the MVP of the league uh and the best running back at the time. So if they want to be successful with him, they're gonna to have to put some better pieces around him. Uh, I think Panay Sewell was definitely a good draft pick. Um, if they weren't gonna take a quarterback, I think uh, he's going to be a really good offensive lineman for the next decade. Um, one under-the-radar pickup they had, um, Amon Ra St. Brown. Uh, Max will like me mentioning him, but he was really good in college for USC, um, and he kind of flew under the radar, but I think he has a lot of talent. And, uh, because the Lions don't really have many good wide receivers, um, he'll probably uh, get some good playing time in his first year. So I'm excited to watch him.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that he's definitely a player that could a late round draft pick that could be uh could have a big role in his first season on a team. I mean, the Lions really don't have anyone on their offense that stands out in the wide receiver position. So definitely think Amon Ross St. Brown could potentially even get a starting role to start the season off if he plays well in camp. Uh so yeah, let's move on to the next team. And this is the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota, or it actually, first, I skipped a team, sorry. The Green Bay Packers, we will go with the Green Bay Packers first. Dean's really going to like to talk for them. Uh, In the offseason, they really didn't have a big offseason whatsoever. Really only notable thing is that they signed Blake Bortles, uh, I think to, I don't know how many years. And then also they re-signed Aaron Jones on a four-year contract worth. 48 million dollars so yeah and then they also signed uh the, the play the player that ruined their playoffs last year in kevin king sold against the uh the buccaneers but um definitely will get a chance to redeem himself next season and in the draft they got eric stokes in the first round a cornerback out of georgia Then in the second round, they drafted center from Ohio State and Josh Myers. And then the third round, a pick that a lot of people like, they traded up for Mario Rogers, Clemson wide receiver. Um, So, yeah, Dean, what do you have to say about the Packers offseason? Not very eventful, but I know you're going to have a lot to say.
3: I mean... Not that their off season wasn't eventful, because like players wise, signing wise, it w- it wasn't really. But uh, after all that Aaron Rodgers news, I guess you I could say about the
0: pretty- Aaron Rodgers stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it
3: was pretty eventful, but uh, this is
1: more of just I was like about to say you missed the biggest event. <laughs> yeah,
3: I-, uh-
0: I forgot to mention it. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers has basically requested a trick almost really. kind of, uh- in a way.
1: I think that I think that he's contemplating retirement instead of playing with May Packers. No, so I'll I, put that out there. I
3: think that I think if that, that
0: says anything about their organization, by the way, just
1: yeah. it's
3: OK. The Packers have a great young future, even if Aaron Rodgers leaves. But I, I do think he'll uh, play next season. Anyways, um, talking about their signings and draft, um, not much uh, for the signings other than uh, Aaron Jones on that four year extension. And how I was kind of sad how the Packers lost uh, Corey Lindsley as well. We talked about him a little in our AFC review, um, but it, it kind of hurts. But hopefully Josh Myers can uh, step right in at center. Uh, hopefully be a pretty good replacement for Corey Lindsley and uh, Eric Stokes. Um, I'm pretty excited for uh, for him. Kevin King's only on that one year deal, so I expect Eric Stokes to sort of be like Jair Alexander, not like. Not like how he is right now, but Jair Alexander wasn't a beast coming into the NFL in his rookie year. So I sort of expect him to have a similar rookie year to what Jair Alexander did. And hopefully you can learn a lot from him uh, because he's the second best corner in football right now, in my opinion, and probably in most people's opinion. Um, And uh, Amari Rodgers, probably my favorite pick of the draft. Packers, hopefully that boosted Aaron Rodgers morale a little bit uh, that we drafted a wide receiver. I was really happy about that. And other than that, we didn't really do much because, uh, that's what the Packers kind of always do. Not many good signings and, uh, n- or not, not, not that they weren't good signings, but not many signings, I should say. So, uh, hopefully Aaron Rodgers stays or else, uh, I might have to watch a few Blake Bortles games next year.
0: I don't think it's going to be Blake Bortles. I think it might be Jordan Love if Aaron Rodgers doesn't stay.
3: Right, but if they don't think Jordan Love is ready, like week one, then they might put Blake Bortles in for the first few games and see how it goes.
0: I mean, he had a year to. <laughs> All watch right. Under
3: Aaron. Don't you
1: think that the Packers are the type of team to start Blake Bortles? He,
0: yeah, Tyler, he he, he was he team was. Team
1: he was the third string last year. He wasn't even the backup. Oh, yeah.
0: Didn't they put Tim so Boyle I, on I the don't, depth? I don't chart think, I ready I don't
1: think is, he's yeah. ready yet. But
3: he, was, he yeah. was out for a while. But, uh, yeah, his offseason mixtape was looking pretty good. So, hopefully, he has a lot to bring to the table.
1: My offseason mixtape could be just as good. But that doesn't mean I'm going to be
3: Aaron, we all Netflix. Andrew, we literally all know you can't throw a football to save your life. Come on now.
0: Okay, now we will move on to the final team in the NFC North, the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings did uh, a lot, most of their offseason on the defensive side of the ball. They signed Dalvin Thompson to a two year deal from the Giants, Nick Vigil from the Chargers on a, a one year deal. They signed Mackenzie, Ale- or they re signed Mackenzie Alexander, and then they signed former uh, veteran or veteran and former Cardinals quarterback, cornerback. Patrick Peterson to a one-year deal. And then they also got Xavier Rowe, uh Xavier Woods, who I think played on the Cowboys, if I'm correct. I think Andrew can confirm that. Yes, he did. And then uh in the draft, they really, other than their first couple picks, it wasn't much, but their first couple picks are pretty notable. They drafted Christian Darisaw, uh Virginia Tech offensive tackle. He went a little bit lower than people were maybe expecting, but Good fit for, for him. He will probably be able to uh just step right in after Riley Reef went to the um the, uh, the he went to the Bengals, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he went to the Bengals. And then in the third round, they drafted Kelland Mond, Texas A&M QB, and Chaz Zuritt North Carolina uh uh inside linebacker so and then they also signed Wyatt Davis Ohio State offensive guard in the third round and then they signed also I mean they drafted a player who played I'm pretty sure really well in the senior bowl Patrick Jones the second uh defensive end out of Pittsburgh so they had four first set third round picks which is pretty interesting uh but for the Vikings this offseason not much a lot of just more defensive kind uh, minded, defensive minded uh, signings and offensive line pickups. But I think that the important thing for the Vikings going to next year is just going to be what is their situation with Kirk Cousins. Uh, they drafted Kellen Mond in the third round. He's going to sit behind Kirk Cousins, potentially give him a run for his money in camp. If they do really like what Kellen Mond is doing, I wouldn't doubt that Kirk Cousins is not going to be the starter for the whole season. Because you never know, if they're not making the run at the playoffs and they don't see Kirk Cousins being their quarterback in the following season, why not give a chance to Kellen Mond and see what he can do? It happened a little bit with kind of Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, he's not going to be Patrick Mahomes but there was a veteran quarterback who didn't perform up to his expectations in Alex Smith I can't remember if he got hurt or he just wasn't performing and then they played Patrick he Mahomes made,
1: he 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 made the playoffs that year but obviously Mahomes was a better prospect but
0: yeah wait, did. did Mahomes start the first season of the next year I don't I, I don't remember
1: well, Mahomes, Mahomes was like a top ten pick. Kelman's no, not really no, top I know, I'm picks. not So he doesn't have the same saying, talent.
0: I'm just saying, I'm just saying that the
1: system, though, yeah, is definitely
0: I'm just, I'm just saying that, like, like the situation where Alex Smith was a veteran quarterback, they decided to go with the younger guy uh, to give him to just see what he can do, and obviously it worked out with Patrick Mahomes. It's not Kalamon is not going to be as good. Uh, he's the third round pick. Obviously, you can't just judge someone based on where they're picked, but there was a reason Patrick Mahomes was drafted at ten. So, uh, yeah, maybe if the Vikings are really interested in him, see what he could do. Maybe they'll play Kelmont in the final couple of games if they're not really really in playoff contention. But they do have some good weapons on offense in Dalvin Cook and uh, someone that's going into his second year in Justin Jefferson, the best wide receiver in his draft class. So, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say for the Vikings. Not too much for them, but definitely going to be an interesting year next year. So now let's move on to, I think we're going into the NFC South, where we will be going over the Atlanta Falcons. Their biggest signing really this offseason was getting a running back Mike Davis from the Panthers on a two-year deal. Then they also signed a versatile player in Cordell Patterson to a one-year deal. And then other than that, not really any names stand out to me very much. They also did sign Bartavius uh, Mingo, who I have met. So just i'd put that out there really quickly um but yeah in the draft they did do uh uh, some stuff that are a little more interesting they uh with the fourth overall pick they took florida tight end but a player that suit some people think could also potentially play wide receiver and kyle pitts he uh people have been calling him the best pass catcher in this draft class he is going to be a very good NFL player, definitely a player that could potentially become a top five tight end in the league in maybe one to two years. So, yeah. And then in uh, really other than that, in the third round, they took offensive tackle out of Michigan. I know Andrew's going to be very happy that I mentioned him and Jalen Mayfield. He's very high on Jalen Mayfield thinks that he's going to be a really good offensive player. Uh, I mean, NFL player on offense. Um, And then other than that, not really much. So. Andrew, what do you have
1: to say about the Falcons? Yeah, Jalen Mayfield definitely went too low, in my opinion. Um, But also, uh, you didn't mention our second round pick, Richie Grant. um, He's also a very intriguing prospect. He was one of the top safeties um, in terms of just pure talent. And then obviously Kyle Pitts, some people regard him as uh, the second best player in the draft, right behind Trevor Lawrence in terms of future potential. So it's kind of interesting to see how they use him um um i don't really know how much mike davis will impact their team um but todd Gurley uh was not good last year at all and he's been super injury prone the last few years uh so i think maybe mike davis will take some relief off of him but i think the biggest news in their offseason uh maybe outside of drafting Kyle Pitts is recently the Falcons have been uh I think it's like I don't think they're shopping Julio Jones but they're open to trading him and they're potentially going to look to move him if they get the right offer and one of the teams that has been rumored a lot is the Patriots um I don't know where this came from but apparently uh Julio Jones would uh like the idea of playing with Cam Newton I'm not sure why he would like that idea Maybe they are like uh, close friends or something like that. I wouldn't want to play with Cam Newton if I was a wide receiver, but uh, that's here nor there. So I think that's definitely a situation to uh, watch um, as the offseason comes to an end soon.
0: Andrew, I'm pretty sure if you were just an NFL wide receiver, you would really want to just play with any quarterback that gave you an opportunity, any team that gave you an opportunity. But if you're a Julio I mean, Jones, you're type Jones player,
1: and you're like, yeah, and you're, you're like a arguably a the best wide receiver in the league, then, and
0: then you're a top five wide yeah. receiver in the league, top three probably, then yeah. I don't know why we honestly. I honestly. Go play I, honestly with
1: I honestly put my money, in Mac Jones, over Camden right now. So
0: honestly, I think he would rather go play with Justin Herbert on the Chargers. They've also been a team that's rumored. The Indianapolis Colts have also been a team that's rumored. The Tennessee Titans have also been a team that's rumored. So there are definitely teams that are looking at Julio Jones, and he could potentially be traded. So yeah, now moving on to uh, the, another team in the NFC South, the Carolina Panthers. So in one of the biggest trades of the offseason, the Carolina Panthers traded for Sam Darnold in a trade with the New York Giants in exchange for a sixth-round pick, along with a second and a fourth next year. Along with that, they signed Hassan Reddick from uh, the Cardinals, linebacker, pretty good, and A.J. Boye from the Broncos on a two-year deal, and then Pat Eflin from the Elfin, Elflin, from the vikings offensive guard and then uh in the draft they had the eighth overall pick and with that pick if i can find their profile they took jc horn yeah i was trying to look at their whole list but obviously they took jc horn cornerback out of south carolina really good player really good prospect prospect first defensive player off the board in this draft um and then they also took Terrace Marshall Jr. Uh, wide receiver out of LSU in the second round, a player that uh, some people have been calling a steal. He was projected to go in the first round; they got him late second round, so good value for the Panthers there. And then in the fourth round, they took Chuba Hubbard, running back out of uh, Oklahoma State. Yeah, I think he's the all. I think he was contending with Barry Sanders record for the most uh, rushing yards in Oklahoma State history. I can't remember if he broke it. But even being in that conversation is pretty impressive. So now they have a pretty good running back uh, to back up Christian McCaffrey after Mike Davis left in free agency. Uh, so yeah, that's really what's been happening in the Panthers' offseason. They did lose Curtis Samuel, uh, and so they might they they're down to now Robbie Anderson and. Uh, um. I'm blanking on Moore. DJ G. Moore. Moore. I, yeah, they signed David Moore. That's why that name was stuck in my head. But they all they also have DJ Moore, uh, in their wide receiver room. So yeah, that's the Panthers' off season. Uh, I think it's Campbell who's up now.
2: I mean, you really uh, you really covered it all. The Panthers, you know, they're not gonna they're not gonna be anything special this year. Their future's just all Christian McCaffrey building around him. So. I guess it'll be interesting this year to see how Sam Darnold plays with Christian McCaffrey. And as you said, seeing if someone like DJ Moore or Robbie Anderson can take that even next step, but either way, this isn't going to be a team contending for a Super Bowl, So it's just about building season by season for them. One thing I would like to
1: add, uh, I think Sam Darnold, uh, is going to have like, I think he's going to be better in, in the, uh, on the Panthers and he was on the jets. And I think it's uh, definitely something to really keep an eye on because uh, he was actually, I know that the team wasn't good, but he was really good with Robbie Anderson a couple years ago on the jets and now they're teammates and he also has more weapons. Um, and I think that Christian McCaffrey I think drafting Chuba Hubbard, um, is really good for him because Christian McCaffrey the past or pretty much his entire NFL career, he's been on a bad team. So he's had to do everything. And I think that is what resulted in him getting injured last year because they literally gave him the ball on every offensive play. Um, so now that that isn't the case, um, I think that the Panthers will actually be a fun team to watch. And I think Terrence Marshall Jr. As you said, Tyler will be a steal. Um, also, because he's going into the same offense that he played in college, uh, coached by office coordinator Joe Brady, who uh, was offensive coordinator at LSU a couple years ago on that with that Joe Burrow National Championship team. So I think the Panthers are definitely a fun team to watch uh, in the upcoming season.
0: They might not be the best team in the NFL, but they will definitely be a team that a lot of people will have players on in fantasy football. I will say that now. So, yeah. Um, now moving on to the New Orleans Saints who lost their quarterback of uh, the past basically two decades and Drew Brees to retirement. They re-signed Jameis Winston to a one-year, $5.5 million deal. He'll be their starting quarterback this upcoming season. And other than that, really not anything too notable. They lost Trey Hendrickson in free agency to the Bengals, so that's really something. They've had a cap problem all offseason. I've had to release uh, or trade a good amount of players. Probably still need to do so. They did uh, sign Um, Taysom Hill to a huge extension, which I'm pretty sure we were all surprised about. So, uh, yeah, that's really all for their free agency. And then uh, on in the draft, they made a questionable pick, a pick that a lot of people aren't too sure about And Peyton Turner, defensive end out of Houston. Then really their other notable pick in this draft was Ian Book, quarterback out of Notre Dame in the fourth round, will be a quarterback that they... Will potentially maybe try to start in a couple of years. Obviously this is gonna be Jameis's year. Uh maybe Taysom Hill will get some reps here and there. Uh if they want to play a little wildcat formation kind of stuff. But uh now they got their in a way third string quarterback a quarterback maybe for the future in Ian Book. So yeah, Dean, what do you have to say about the Saints offseason?
3: Um when they took Peyton Turner, uh I didn't really like the pick. Um I didn't really have him going in the first round because I've done quite a few NFL mock draft simulators on the side. Didn't ever have him going in the first round. I saw something that I thought was interesting about him. And someone said that he was basically the Gregory Rousseau of the second round. And he went before Gregory Rousseau. So uh, I, I kind of found that interesting. I didn't really know that much about him coming out of Houston, but um uh, I, I that uh, video that I saw gave me some insight that maybe he's sort of a bit of a boomer bust uh, prospect, and he still went before maybe the biggest boomer bust prospect uh, in the uh, in the class in Gregory Rousseau. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But other than that, the Saints didn't really make that many acquisitions. Um, I, I want to see Jameis succeed. Um, he got that eye surgery, and uh, when he came back, I mean at one point he had more passing yards than Drew Brees in that uh, uh in that second round uh, versus the Buccaneers in the playoffs. So, I mean, he threw an absolute dot. Who was that to? Treyquan Smith or something like that for that touchdown or something like that. Um, but uh hopefully James is able to do well. I'm not too sure about the Saints this season. Um uh but hopefully James can do well and they brought back Ty Montgomery, former Packer. But other than that, uh, they had a. I think they had a. Did they re- release Janors Jenkins or did they?
0: I think so. Yeah, I they think had they, a have, and... they have to. They've had to release or trade a lot of players
3: because it yeah, it's been tough for them. And they're cause... still. They still have cap problems. Yeah, yeah I think they it's 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 still tough because they were like negative ninety million dollars. They literally had to sign Drew Brees to the minimum before releasing him or something like that. I saw they sort of try to finesse the system. So Saints really weren't able to improve over the off season, which, uh, which kind of sucks and. They're probably going to be a lot worse this year than they were last year, but hopefully James can do well.
0: Draft-wise, I'm not going to question anything the Saints have done. They've produced a lot of talent through the draft recently. Uh, They got Michael Thomas, I'm pretty sure, in the third round. Really good draft uh, draft pick from there. So I'm not going to criticize any of their picks over and over again, but Peyton Turner has been a player that has been mentioned as a player that was Kind of a questionable pick in the first round but you never know he could end up being a pro bowl in a couple of years. So yeah, now moving on to the next team, the reigning Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh their big off season uh their big off season moves were basically just bringing back everyone notable from last season. They re-signed Leonard Fournette to a one-year deal, they re-signed Antonio Brown to a one-year deal. They franchise tagged Chris Godwin. They re-signed Rob Gronkowski to a one-year deal. Resigned Shaquille Barrett to a four-year $68 million deal, then uh re-signed Nodamikan an Sioux, re-signed Levante David to a two-year deal. Uh, and also re-signed their kicker, Ryan Suckup, to a three-year deal. So that's really everything that they did in free agency, just bring back basically everyone that helped make them Super Bowl champions last year. And uh And then in the draft in the first round, with the last pick in the first round, they took Joe Tryon, uh, outside linebacker, out of uh, Washington. Sorry. And then in the second round, they took QB out of Florida, Kyle Trask, a a pick that people have been really interested by. Because if he can sit under Tom Brady for a year, he's definitely going to learn a lot. I mean, if you're learning from the GOAT, you definitely have a better chance to succeed than if you didn't. That just seems pretty... That seems pretty true. So, Andrew, what do you have to say about this Buccaneers uh, offseason? Obviously got a quarterback that could maybe replace Tom Brady in a couple of years and just re-signed everyone from their playoff on last year. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, pretty uneventful for them. I think uh, the biggest thing uh, all in all um, was drafting Kyle Trask. I think that – I'm not saying he's going to be a great quarterback, but I think being able to learn under Tom Brady – at least one year um and probably uh more years after that is going to really help this development but obviously they're super bowl contenders the reigning champs they just wanted to bring back everyone and they accomplished that so it'll be interesting to see if they can uh repeat next year
0: okay let's now move on to the final division in the nfc the nfc west and we'll start with the arizona cardinals here they had a pretty eventful offseason, especially on the uh, actually both sides of the ball. Uh probably arguably one of the most uh one of the most impactful off seasons for any team. They signed James Conner to a one year deal replacing Kenyon Drake. They signed AJ Green to a one year deal. They signed Kelvin Beecham from the Jets I'm pretty sure to a two year $4 million deal. Then uh then traded for Ronnie Hudson, a player that Andrew has called uh, the best center in the NFL. Maybe I think it's Corey Lindsley, but Andrew thinks it's uh uh Ronnie Hudson. Then and maybe their biggest acquisition they signed J.J. Watt to a two-year, thirty-one million dollar deal. Definitely gonna bring a boost to their defense. Then they also signed Malcolm Butler uh on a one-year deal worth up to six million dollars. So yeah, that's what they really did in the off-season. And then, I mean, in the free agency. And then in uh, the draft, they drafted Zaven Collins, outside linebacker out of Tulsa, first linebacker off the board. In our mock draft, we had him being the second behind, uh, or we, I don't think, I don't even know if we had him being taken, but
3: no. Or uh, Tyler, he was the second linebacker after Micah Parsons.
0: After Micah Parsons. I'm forgetting about Micah Parsons. So he was the, Second linebacker taken after Micah Parsons, but he was taken before Jamin Davis. Uh, and then they also took Rondell Moore, speedy wide receiver out of Purdue. And then, yeah, that's really everything notable from the draft. So, Campbell, what do you have to say about the Arizona Cardinals offseason?
2: Um, yeah, this is, this is a football team that wants to win now. I saw earlier DeAndre Hopkins tweeted about restructuring his contract to maybe open up some room for Julio Jones. But with that, you can just tell that him and definitely Kyler Murray want to win, and they got a veteran in the ro- in the locker room like J.J. Watt, who can still who's still a good football player. Obviously, he's worth thirty one million dollars, and uh, yeah, this is a team that is gonna is in a really tough division, as we'll get to when we uh, look at the other three teams. So they're gonna need to play good football all year in order to make a push at the playoffs, and I'm sure all of those divisional games will set them up for some playoff football because they're going to have a lot of tough games this year
0: yeah like you said this is gonna this is probably going to be the best division of football next year and now let's move on to a team that has been maybe called the front runner of this division in the los angeles rams uh in this off season they didn't do much but what they did was pretty notable they traded for matthew stafford in that big trade with the lions traded Jared Goff away in exchange for Matthew Stafford and, uh, and Jared Goff, along with some picks for Matthew Stafford. And then they signed Deshaun Watson to a one-year, de- sorry, Deshaun Jackson to a one-year deal. Uh, and then they also re-signed Leonard Floyd four years to a four-year, $64 million contract. So a big contract for linebacker Leonard Floyd. And then in the draft, they didn't have their first round pick because I'm pretty sure they traded it away in the Jalen Ramsey trade. But in the second round, they took a speedy, a really, really speedy wide receiver, Tutu Atwell from Louisville. Uh, and then other than that, they took Bobby Brown defensive tackle out of Texas A&M. And that was in the fourth round. Then the third round took Ernest Jones inside linebacker out of South Carolina. So that's really the Rams offseason Really just most notable thing, getting a new franchise quarterback in Matthew Stafford. People think that he could potentially lead them to the Super Bowl. Dean, what do you have to say about this offseason for the Rams?
3: I think that uh, Matthew Stafford, obviously, huge upgrade over Jared Goff. Uh, They didn't really do much like you mentioned, but I didn't really agree with the Tutu Atwell pick that early. I know he was picked over Terrace Marshall when I was watching the draft. I was like, the Rams are taking a wide receiver. And then I saw Tutu Atwell, and I was like... I don't really agree with that, but uh, that guy's probably going to get absolutely killed by uh, some some of the safeties in linemen in, uh, in that division because there's some hard hitters. And if Cam Chancellor was still there, uh, he'd probably be in the ER literally after a few weeks in the NFL. Anyways, uh, I think we can move on to the next team.
0: Okay, let's move on. Let's get straight into the next team, the San Francisco 49ers. They had a ridiculously injury-prone year last year. Basically, like all of their team got injured, or every notable player on their team got injured last season. But in this offseason, their free agency, uh, they signed Wayne Gulman from the Giants on a one-year deal. They re-signed Kyle Uzcheck to a five-year deal worth twenty-seven million dollars. That's a lot of money for a fullback, but for them, he really does more. Uh, th- he just he does more than what he just needs to do as a fullback. And then in their biggest offseason move, they re-signed Trent Williams to a six-year, $138 million contract. I think that's the most money ever for an offensive lineman. And then they signed Alex Mack, center from the Falcons, on a one-year deal. And then they re-signed Jason Verrett, uh, who returned from injury last year and was really good for him, on a one-year deal. And that's really mostly it. They a player that I bet a lot of people know from Madden and Tart. Tartt. Uh, they re-signed him on a one-year deal, too. So uh, now in the draft, they had a pretty big draft. They traded up for quarterback Trey Lance with a third overall pick. That is a pick that I like. I'm just happy for 49ers fans that they didn't take Mac Jones. I like Trey Lance in that pick. Then in the third round, they took Trey Sermon, Ohio State running back and then really other than that not much notable uh no, notable stuff so yeah andrew what do you say about the 49ers offseason? season
1: yeah well obviously um their biggest uh signings money-wise we're re-signing their own players uh kyle used as you mentioned he's way more than a fullback for them uh, he plays uh tight end running back and even wide receiver at times so he's a very versatile player for them and then obviously trent williams um they want him to obviously uh be uh their best uh or one of the best offensive tackles not sure if he's the best in the nfl but they're paying him like he is um so they definitely expect big things out of him uh, and in the draft, obviously, uh, they drafted Trey Lance, as you mentioned, uh, I think you mentioned, uh, if not, they did trade, uh, up to get the third overall pick and they gave up a ton of, uh, draft capital that they had. Um, so this pick is definitely one that's going to be, um, praised if it's, if it's a good pick or scrutinized, if it's a bad pick, we'll see in, uh in a few years when Trey Lance, uh, plays, cause I'm not sure he's going to play right away, but um, I think that uh having a developmental year under Jimmy Garoppolo, I think this is more comparable to that chief situation that we were talking about earlier, Tyler, where he can sit for a year and like learn the system and then a year after he can be ready to go. Um and also Jimmy Garoppolo is super injury prone, so if needed they could throw him out there. Um but overall I think uh a pretty good uh off for the forty nine.
0: Okay, let's move on to the final team in the NFC that we'll be covering, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, in their offseason, the biggest thing really was those rumors with Russell Wilson. Uh, there were rumors that he wanted to be traded. I think those have died down. I don't think he's going to be traded. Uh, and in their offseason, they re-signed Chris to new two-year deal, about $14 million, a little more. And uh, then they re-signed Carlos Dunlap to a two-year deal. Uh, signed Alden Smith to a one-year deal. And really, other than that, they didn't do much. They signed Al Woods to a one-year deal. Was no, that's not the guy from the Cowboys, is it, Andrew? No, I don't think it is, right? Um, but yeah, uh then they also signed um Pierre Desir, uh a notable cornerback on to a one-year deal. So yeah, that was really their offseason. And then or their free agency and then In the the draft, they only had three picks. They had a second-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and a sixth-round pick. None of them are really too big of names. In the second round, they took Dwayne Eskridge, a wide receiver out of Western Michigan. He was the 57th overall prospect, and they got him in the second round. Uh, They got him with the 24th pick in the second round. So pretty even value there, according to ESPN. And then they drafted Trey Brown, Oklahoma's uh, cornerback, in the fourth round. And then Stone Forsyth, offensive tackle out of Florida in the sixth round. So uh, Cam, what do you have to say about the Seattle Seahawks offseason? Really not much to say whatsoever, but go ahead.
2: You know, Tyler, I think you covered it really, really well. So with that, I think we're going to move on to shot clock and I'll let you do uh, the announcing for
0: it. Thank you. Uh, So I'll do the honors here to announce the shot clock really quickly. The shot clock for this is going to be, um, what was your favorite signing in the NFC or the AFC this offseason? And we are going to exclude your favorite team. You cannot say a signing from your own favorite team. Uh, there will be no bias in selection. So, Campbell, I'm gonna go with you first since uh, I basically said everything from the Seahawks and there was literally nothing for you to say. Um, so okay. 24 seconds on the clock. Starting now.
2: Um. So my favorite free agency move is the Buccaneers re-signing Shaquille Barrett on a four-year deal for under 20 million dollars a year. I think that's a really good deal for the Buccaneers, keeping the band together. And I think he's worth then. I think it was either 17 or 18 million dollars a year. I think if he really looked at all of his options, he could have found upwards of 20. But obviously, he liked what he he liked the Super Bowl in Tampa, so he's gonna stick with it.
0: Yes, that is definitely a good choice. Definitely important for the Buccaneers to re-sign Shaquille Barrett and run it back this year. Definitely a huge part of their defense. Uh, Dean, we're going to go with you second here. 24 seconds on the clock, starting now.
3: So I'm going to go with the addition of wide receiver Will Fuller for the Miami Dolphins. I'm also going to slide in their draft pick, Jalen Waddle, who was picked uh, very high in the first round, just because the Dolphins, in my opinion, had one of the best drafts and free agencies as a whole. I think that Will Fuller, I mean, he was insane uh, for the Texans. Very, very underrated. He can make huge plays when it happens, and he's definitely going to help to, a, uh, I should say, elongate his play since he can only basically throw seven or less yards on passes. So I think he'll be a great addition to that team.
0: Hey, Andrew, it's your turn now. 24 seconds on the clock starting now.
1: All right. Well, I didn't have too much to think about this, so I guess my my pick is kind of lame, but I'm going to say Joe Tooney uh, going to the Chiefs. Uh, they gave him a huge contract, $80 uh, million guaranteed. Um, he's going to help protect Patrick Mahomes as the Chiefs try to make it back to the Super Bowl and win this time. And I think now having a stable offensive line also signed some other guys traded for Orlando Brown. So I think the chiefs offensive line pickups uh, it's going to be really important and valuable next year.
0: Okay, hey, Dean, I think you're going to tie me now.
3: All right, Tyler, 24 seconds on the clock. Ready? Begin.
0: So uh, same with Dean. I'm going to go with the wider seer for this uh, selection. I'm going to go with Kenny Galde to the giants. I think that it gives uh quarterback daniel jones an opportunity to prove himself they got a bunch of weapons this offseason just to see if daniel jones can really be the quarterback they want him to be and kenny gold they will definitely be an important receiver for whoever the giants quarterback is in the coming years he's a really good player underrated so i like that uh signing for the giants Okay, I think that's going to do it all for us today. Thank you very much for listening to At The Buzzer Podcast. Make sure to go follow us on all your social media platforms at Podcast. Uh Stay alert for more episodes coming soon. And thank you for watching.